I will say that Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, if I called one of my friends that, they'd probably want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> podcast getting buffed uh where we talk about all things shia labeouf we're only doing 400 episodes and if you know shia labeouf tell him to call me up at 603-477-9443 and uh just let him know to come Wait. to the podcast <laughs> Wait a so on the podcast today we have uh renowned shia labeouf experts dan gilbert Carl Knight here to talk to us today about Peanut Butter Falcon. Say hello. Say your say uh, who you are so that the listeners know. Hi, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Carl. So you guys recently watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Correct. Um, what do you think they did wrong? I I'd rather talk about what they did right. It was good to finally see the Bubba Ray Dudley origin story. <laughs> um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you see WWE tough enough, you see people trying to get in the ring, and you finally see what it takes, and that is to throw a washed-up drug-addled Jake the Snake out of the ring while your friend's getting hit in the head with a tire iron. Carl, what'd you think? I, I personally thought it was a good movie. I couldn't see no wrong. I mean, maybe I need to watch it again. But, uh, first first view. I mean, it was a solid movie all around. I, you know, man. I'd like, actually, to take a moment. This is the inaugural This is podcast, the first one. Right? Yep. For, what a better way to celebrate <laughs> than for a Smirnoff Ice that's been sitting in the couch since you got here an hour ago, not being able to figure out how to record, but we were recording the whole time. Nothing so. like a visual gag on a podcast. Yes. We love it. That sucks. <laughs> For the people at home, Dylan is now cracking open a tall boy Smirnoff Ice. He's trying to. Struggling. He's a bitch, dude. My podcast. <laughs> so, okay, while I'm chugging this, will you guys just uh, sort of give this quick synopsis of Peanut Butter Falcon, the movie you've both already <laughs> discussed the ending of? I would rather talk about what I wanted this podcast to be. I have to drive which was <laughs> which was for Carl to not watch the movie at all and just back up well <laughs> just back up my thoughts but nondescriptly enough but then at the end to be like wait Carl what movie did you watch and him be like holes <laughs> well I thought uh, I guess I don't know how why that would work but if we talked about the movie and then Carl just had to try and figure out what movie we were talking about oh that's interesting that'd be solid. Well, I was thinking, because especially Holes, he could just be like, yeah, it's crazy just uh, to be left by your family, just just uh, left behind, yeah, yeah, deserted. For the podcast listeners, Dylan has not finished a quarter of the Smirnoff. <laughs> it's so much worse than I remember, and I don't remember anything good about it. The movie or the Smirnoff? This, this Smirnoff. Well, I, love the, I love the Peanut Butter Falcon. <gasps> 
Did either of you find that you related to the characters more than the others? Mainly when he punched a kid in the yeah, face. Yeah, okay. I want to talk about that. <laughs> there are so many times I've wanted to just crack a little kid in the face, and so I felt so empowered seeing that and just being like, finally, someone fucking did it. The that best was... part is he didn't have to. <laughs> he just yeah. dove in. He cracked him, and he didn't crack him towards the water. He cracked him towards no. the ladder. So the other thing, I think he did have to do it, because then, like, when the other, when the, the antagonist of the movie shows up, uh, whatever that guy's name was. Rat Boy. Yeah, so when that guy shows up, that kid's like, I am not snitching on the adult that punched me in the face. Because yeah. they could have been like, yeah, it's this guy, and he's with this guy. They're floating down a river. Yeah. Did you guys... If I would have known that all you have to do to get kids to keep quiet is punch them, I, my life would have turned ago. out a lot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, so we're going to definitely derail a little bit. Have you guys heard about, like, uh, the Alon School or the Provo Canyon School? No. So par- so we watched the Paris Hilton documentary. She went to Provo. There's schools where they would just whoop the fuck out of kids. And the Damn. parents had to pay, like, a quarter of a million dollars per student. Like, post non-Catholic school? Yeah, they did stuff... Uh, the Elan school had what was called the ring. And if you were bad, you would have to go into a literal ring, and they would have multiple other kids beat you up. And put you on the choking. It, uh, the choking would be better. But those kids... Like, Paris Hilton is just now coming out and being like, this happened to me, and there's a bunch oh, of other people. yeah, that's what And so, yeah, all you gotta secret. do is beat up a kid. And oh, so you just told the secret. What? Paris Hilton's secret. Paris Hilton told it in her documentary. It's free on YouTube. I haven't. <laughs> but anyway, back to Peanut Butter Falcon. So, as long as you punch a kid real good in the face, um, that's all. That's all you got to do. And I think you know we be. be did either of you read uh, Huckleberry Finn? No. Did you get? <laughs> did you? Get, did you? <laughs> did you notice the similarity? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know what Huckleberry Finn is, but yeah, just blowing down the. I know what Huckleberry Finn is. Read it. Huckleberry Finn is weird, <laughs> you know, but no. Read it. Yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carl's got me on this one. What? 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 I mean, what? what? <laughs> I don't know. They built a raft and they floated down a river, you know. And I was backed into a corner, just now, not knowing what to say, but Trevor. <laughs> went all in. Yeah. I will say uh, it was very shocking when he's at. So he's at the old folks' home. He's not supposed to be there, but he yeah. has to be. When the guy says bedtime retard, it just made me be like, oh. Like, yeah. The the, and obviously they have to deal with it in that, and like, it's like a a, a, a center a center point of the whole movie is just this dude like trying to live his dreams even though like everything else is held him down but it was still just like a shot to the heart yeah it's really impressive like that kid Zach caught Gostigan or whatever mm-hmm. um, cause I guess the way the reason that movie was made is that, that people who wrote the movie met him at a camp for Down Syndrome kids and he was like I wanna be a movie star and they're like you should be a movie star and wrote that movie uh, so that he could be in a movie so there definitely must have been a conversation where they were like, can we say retard? And he had yeah. to be like, because like, it's, it's you can't just throw him to the wolves. Yeah, that kid that Shia LaBeouf punches yeah. is just yeah. yelling jump retard well, even, over and over. Like the word, even when it's not being thrown around as a derogative, like when he's, when they're like, oh, dunk your head underwater and like 
Yeah, and he's like, stop treating him like one. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're not saying it, you're still, uh, you know, you're still being a jerk. I do want to go back. I my main question that I couldn't figure out is number one, the bad guys are like the nicest bad guys. Like when they set, I jumping ahead, but when they set their raft on fire, they're just like, you know, you're not the only one that's hard enough, buddy. Like, we yeah, yeah. Well, tell me this, but it's also just like, what did those guys do so wrong to Shia that he had to set their fucking traps on fire? So that is like, like he is an asshole. Th- that is like definitely a really important point. I think is that Shia LaBeouf is not a hero by any means. No, he robs those guys yeah. and then they beat him up, and he's like, "Fuck you! Time to burn your building down." Yeah, it's a completely inappropriate response to you stealing from someone. Yep. And Shia LaBeouf's not a hero. Not only that, he killed his brother. What? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, did you guys not realize this? He drunk drove with his brother. Yeah, I saw In that. In the movie? Him. Yes. That's why he wears that red fucking hat. That was his brother's hat. The first flashback is him and his brother with a shotgun just like embracing. He got drunk with his brother. Did you watch that's the why fucking he, director's that's, cut? No, I that's why he thinks they have that scene where he's like, are you, uh, he asks uh, Zach, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And he says, you're a good guy. You can't help it. And then he and says, what are you? And he says, I think I'm a bad guy. And he's like, no, you're a good guy. Flashback to them at a bar, and then randomly him just, like, starting to fall asleep at the wheel. And then the, it, like, it shows point of off. view from the car, yeah. swerving. He killed his brother. What, did you just think there was a random flashback? Was it an older man? <laughs> yeah, it's an like art, artistic film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. This kid, <laughs> this kid that loves wrestling reminds me of this guy I used to fuck. <laughs> well, no, I didn't even catch. I thought he was just like, you know, I'm in this position of helping this kid now, and that's just the deal. Now I'm gonna think about an older man. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't. I must have just like closed my eyes. Was that scene like a second long? I wasn't very long. It was long like, it's it's a pretty important plot. It's a pretty important movie. It's an hour and a half. It's a short. Yeah, it's film. a pretty important like. Um, like a fair enough. Different flashbacks. Fair enough. Showing him and. I will brother say, whoever. that boat, when he when they come and burn the boat, too, uh, Yellow Wolf, as Rat Boy, has oh, a gun. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, it's the rapper oh, Yellow Wolf. Okay. And so he's got the gun, and he's pointing it, and then Zack comes out with a shotgun, mm-hmm. and they're just like, that's, that's it. Yeah. You also have a gun. Yeah. It's a really level playing field right but now. But he also, like, he also tries to, like, subtly diss him, and he's like, you can pull the trigger, okay, you ain't. <laughs> but it's just like you could right now. Yeah, yeah. You, could, like, you could end the whole fucking thing. He just yells, "It's buckshot." Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Did not consider that. Um, yeah, I also read too that in that movie they did all their own stunts, and so like when they're shoving. Why would they need a stunt double? Because they're fight. Shia Buss a famous actor. He's also a badass. That's true. He is a badass. But like even when uh, Yellow's like shoving his head in the ground, like spits on. Yeah, they just like all just. Have Tom Cruise does his own stunts and jumps between buildings. Shia LaBeouf. He doesn't jump between buildings. He fucking like two seconds. jumps between Shia. like blocks and a green screen. That's still a twenty foot jump. I guess. No, it's not. It jumps. But uh, so back to uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. One of one of my favorite quotes uh, was, I. One of my favorite <laughs> quotes was when. Uh, yeah, Shia gets real on him in the cornfield. He's just like, listen, you're going to have to stop with all this fucking... What's his name? Tyson? Tyler. 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 Stop with all this fucking Tyler shit. 
You know what? When I was a little kid, I fucking punched a beehive, and guess what? I got stung all the fuck up. Blah blah blah. You ever punched a beehive? Yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah. What? What? You got wild with a beehive? Last night. <laughs> I, was, I was genuinely crying laughing just to be like, that is amazing. What a way to shut anyone down. Just to be like, yes. <laughs> yes, I have yes. recently. <laughs> yeah, I guess a fair amount of his lines too were like ad libs, like. When they get off the boat, he was supposed to say something else. But, like, Shia's like, what's rule number one? He's like, party. Yeah. <laughs> like, party. Best line in the movie, honestly. <laughs> Especially because of Shia's reaction to it being like, no! No, it's not party. <laughs> it's to do this. But I also love, I mean, we're jumping around. I don't know if you have to edit this to be chronological. But the fact that he, he escapes this old folks' home in just his undies and then immediately like he doesn't run to town he runs to the docks he immediately is like gotta get down to the boat find the first place you can go dude but just I did also like that line too speaking of him being in his underwear he gives him a shirt but then they go to the store and he's like do you have money and he's like no pockets. <laughs> he's like, he has I to give him shirts. Yeah, he's That's like, I don't have so any money. Good. I don't have any pockets. By the way, it's a gravedigger T-shirt he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, that gravedigger shirt's solid. sick. Were you more excited to see Mick Foley or uh, Jake the Snake? Oh, Mick Foley, dude. 100%. 100%. We actually got off on a tangent. I didn't know Mick Foley had his ear ripped off. Yep. What the hell? I didn't know. The that. top, yeah. this whole top part of his ear, is like ripped off, and Carl explained it. He gets ripped off in a wrestling match. Well, he explained it more eloquently when we yeah, spoke about sure. it. But well, yes. I mean, he like, oh man, gets his head caught between the ropes. It's this move that he does where he just like jumps through the ropes, but like intertwines the ropes are like around his neck. That and seems like, like a bad idea for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and then he just like gets caught. But well, this time he got caught and it, like the rope ripped part of his ear off. And I forget who was the facing, but like they went to go like <laughs> grapple or they went to go do something and like the ear just comes off. And you can like see it fly off in the video. That's gross. Yeah. At first I thought you meant that's a move that he does, just like rips his ear off. No. It'd be cool. Oh, yeah. That's gross. If he fucking, what is it, like an iguana or something, grow their tail back? Yeah. If he could just grow his ear back and like, like a as a move, rips it off. It is, when I I broke my collarbone, I read a letter, I, I think you were there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just talking the other day about how you thought it was your shoulder and you yeah. swung it over your head and then laid your head on your car <laughs> horn for like five minutes. Passed out for a minute. But I felt like it, like the human body is very rejuvenative, and I didn't know that, and I felt like such an asshole being probably 25, maybe 27, in a doctor's office being like, well, what do I do now? I got a broken clavicle. And you're like, oh, your, your bones will heal themselves. And I out loud was like, what? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Me? Like such an asshole. Oh, and I do want to say, my favorite quote of the movie is, it ain't snack time. It's Jack time. You can't have two favorite quotes while trying to eat food on the beach. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I say that so often and to hear it reverberated through Shia. Did something. you guys see... So when the movie came out, they they won an award. And then they also presented an award. Hmm. But, um... So Shia and Zach are now, like, really good friends. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so Shia was, like, kind of, like picking at Zach, and so then this there was this whole media storm of like Shia LaBeouf hates Down Syndrome people, because it was just like a group of people who either wanted the clickbait or never bothered to yeah, investigate anything about these two people Headline and find readers. out that they're like yeah. friends. It'd be like if you guys presented a word to someone and you were like, fuck you, Dan, and they were just like, Carl hates Dan. Yeah. It's like, no, no, they're, they're just goofing. 
But, uh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf got a bunch of flack. But it's also like, why would he... I mean, just on a base level, why would he co-star in a movie with a Down Syndrome person the whole time? It's like, oh, I hate you so much. And then also, why would he come out in a public forum to be like, this is it. This is where I finally get my truth out. I fucking hate Down Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you, and I didn't know how. Honestly, I feel like... like the movie isn't even so much acting. I feel like Shia would be a genuinely fantastic friend to anybody, specifically yeah. somebody that would like maybe need more like attention or affection than a normal person. And I feel like he would understand that, which is why I wanted to watch Honey Boy as the fucking movie. But Carl chose Peanut Butter Falcon, even though I said five times. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about Honey Boy, and I wanted to see the Peanut Butter Falcon. Honey Boy is actually really incredible. I'm excited to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon's good. I think Peanut Butter Falcon is a really good movie to start with, because Honey Boy touches on like really, really, really heavy stuff. Yeah. Like his addiction problems and his dad being abusive. Yeah, that's just like a movie about him, like his life or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of loosely based, but for the most part, like. Real he big, plays his bad. dad and this kid Luke something plays him as a little kid while they were filming Even Stevens and it's really powerful stuff they did an incredible job I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it but um, yeah I think Peanut Butter Falcon is a good place to start for the record Dylan hasn't touched his Smirnoff since oh, he yeah. cracked it <laughs> let me get some water <laughs> this is the worst he also has to drive home but I also still have hasn't one DUI <laughs> Me too, but I got off it, brother. <laughs> hey! <laughs> what the fuck? 17 was parents that'll pay for a lawyer. Uh, I want to talk about... So at the very end, Shia uses kinky handcuffs. To lock that girl up. Yeah. Lock her up because Why? he's... Well, he must be... He must be afraid that she's gonna like see him wrestling and be like, no. Yeah, no. she doesn't want him to keep. He, she doesn't want him to get her. But she breaks free. <laughs> she breaks free while the bad guys. Are you catching COVID live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like trapped in that Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually where it came from. It wasn't a bat. It was the Bacardi bat, <laughs> which is actually not Smirnoff. So. Just run with it. Yeah. Uh, so she starts running towards <coughs> Tyler, but the guy, the bad guys are walking towards him. She's running, like her hairline pushes back to the point where you're like, is that a wig? She's running so fast. <laughs> and somehow she doesn't beat them to it, and the guy just still smashes him with a tire iron. I want to know more. I want to know where she actually ran to. Did she have to pee? She was running to it at most. Was she running over to Jake the Snake to be like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did she not beat him to the ring? Speaking of Jake the Snake, what a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, have you dude. seen the... What is the it? documentary? Yeah. A little bit. It was pretty depressing. It every depressing, every drug addict... It made me realize that every drug addict speaks in bumper stickers. And it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking annoying, dude. Well, I no, think it's like... Well, ask me where I've been. I'll tell you where I haven't been. Home. I could definitely see that in the movie, dude. Um, It didn't break character at all. Yeah, I was going to say, Jake, it it was really nice of Jake the Snake to come do that because they must have been like, will you just act like yourself in a movie and kind of a scumbag? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it so funny that the other dude's like, we had a deal? 
you're a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't ask me for favors. Our, our deal <laughs> is that you won't beat up a kid with that. <laughs> you're welching on the fucking deal. You're like, yeah. an asshole. You're asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what does he gain by it? <laughs> No matter what, but he's gonna know that he took it to that kid. He, yeah, he'll always know that he won, and he doesn't even have like audience favor. It's not like he's like. There's I got, ten people. Yeah, they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like when New Jack, New Jack, uh, from ECW, straight up stabbed a dude seventeen oh, yeah. times. But it's in, in the Radisson Inn wrestling match. There's like ten people in the audience. Yeah. It's like, what dude, that was at like a like a community center, dude. Radisson is two nights with probably a La Quinta. <laughs> fucking stabbed that dude like nine times. That's incredible. Did he win? I don't know. He stabbed the fucking dude. He got actually arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, oh, he was like real yeah. dick. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, like, yeah. He's not even allowed. Uh, Carl and I recently got given a subscription passcode to the WWE Network. If anybody wants that, just hit me up. I do. No, because what if everyone watches it at the same time we do? Is there like a Netflix like? You it actually is set up just like Netflix. I, I'm actually I, shout out WWE if you want to sponsor. I think we would be remiss to not shout out WWE after watching Peanut Butter Falcon. Shout out WWF. Yeah. <laughs> World Wildlife Fund. Give it up. Hope's over. Give them back the the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those animals. Pandas. That's your logo. Put an F on that W. I'm all Aren't they like... What was the skateboard company that had pandas? Enjoy. Yeah, it looks like the same panda. Yeah, probably. Somebody owes the money. But Vince McMahon, boy does he look different these days. He looks like a a white mouse (laughs) bass. Bass? (laughs) I said white mouse bass. How wide is that bass? A white mouse bass. Well, he looked like 60 for the last 30 years, so yeah. it, was, it was bound to fail. At and all of a sudden, 90 just slapped him <laughs> in the face. Um, oh, what was I going to mention? For the podcast listeners, Carl just took the dog's collar off. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, she's a dog now. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was, was a man before. <laughs> if you, okay, so here's an interesting what would your wrestling names be? Isn't it so douchey to introduce your own question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's an interesting question. I genuinely didn't know what I was going to say. Started it, started it, and then was like, Figured oh, it out as you were going. Yeah. yeah. We can fill this in. Here's something. Um, Carl, you go first. I don't know that I've got This is a real gotcha. gotcha. The hemophiliac. Damn, not bad. No way, dude. If you, you got it flaunted. You can beat me up, but I'll make you cry. <laughs> it won't end well. <laughs> the thyroid disorder. Oh, man. You guys... Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, yeah I just name it What's ailment. Up? Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> what's the... Bashful in public. What's the, what's the name of the medication you take? What either of you take? Levothyroxine. Because that's what I'd be... Cause you ever see? Shout out Levo Thorax. Do you ever see? Uh, what's that Rocky movie where he's like, "You're the disease and I'm the <laughs> cure." Levo Rocky Two. Yeah. Yeah, it gets his mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> Should you explain to the podcast listeners about your thyroid condition? 
yeah, uh, I have hypothyroid. There's two conditions with thyroid. You can have hypo or hyper. Hyper means you piss a lot, you, you're a skinny boy, you're loving life. Hypo means you gotta work for everything you get. You don't earn nothing, you don't burn nothing, baby. You gotta be out there in the streets just fucking earning, burning, skirning, just wishing for the best, but boy, you gaining weight. And, and that's uh, the actual medical definition of That's actually what my doctor said. <laughs> and how'd that make you feel? Uh, it made me feel like I just had to get out there and just fucking earn and burn, baby. And I haven't been doing either, so I, I got what I <laughs> I reap what I sow in this case. Uh, shout out COVID. Have you guys watched um, Pen Fifteen? Yes. That Not show yet. is absolutely incredible. Have you seen the second season? I didn't know there was a second. Yeah, season. just recent. Well, yeah, like two days ago. You know what fucking pisses me off <laughs> is Lydia and I watched that, and then the other day she was like, "Oh, I'm just watching Pen 15 and I was like, "Oh, she must be rewatching the first season." Now knowing that the <laughs> second season, <laughs> she was season, second season in and didn't tell you. <laughs> Should a lot I call of, her? Like, yeah, 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 call her. There's a lot of truths coming out right now. But it... The du- about oh, really? season two? <laughs> <laughs> about season two! So there's uh, a scene in... I won't spoil it. Please don't. It, that I'm about to spoil the relationship. Don't spoil the last <laughs> thing I do have. It's funny that uh, Lydia's like... Is, first Dan's about to be sleeping on the couch Friday is, night. I'm already sleeping on the couch tonight. Is, uh, oh, for those of you that don't know, I sleep on Carl's couch three days a week. That's not <laughs> true. He brought an air mattress. Ooh, I did. I bought a queen. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey, you're live on a podcast. What? Hey, have you been watching Pen15 Season 2? I started, yeah. You did not tell me that when you said that you were watching Pen15. I didn't know that there was a second season. And then I was remiss to you saying you were rewatching Pen 15. I never said rewatching. <laughs> that, was just, that was your own interpretation. Okay, so but you so you just blatantly started a show that you and I love together on your own. I think I might have. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I like the I did, but I didn't. I didn't think you had a. I didn't think you had a huge attachment. We watched it together. I would have the same amount of attachment that you did to it. You're overreacting. Well, I love you so much, and I gotta go, but, like, that really just threw me off. I'm sorry about this rest. It's okay. I'll call you after the pod. So, yeah. That's bullshit. She plays it off, and I gotta calm down. But so there's only seven episodes, but <laughs> it's probably the best show I've seen right now. It's so goddamn good. I wouldn't know, Dylan. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Is all I'm saying. You'll find out. So I can't make the reference to the show that I intended to make. But if you guys met Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> what would you say to him? Sup? Actually, yeah. No, dude. Lydia was telling me about a tweet where uh, this girl was saying that her and her boyfriend were eating in New York, uh, like Central Park, and that her boyfriend an hour later was like, did you notice Shia LaBeouf was sitting next to us? And she was like, what the fuck, why did she say that to me? And I literally was just like, he seems like one of the celebrities where you literally could just look over and be like, oh, what's up, dude? And he'd be like, oh, what's up, man? And that's it. 
And that's all you need, and that's like genuine enough, and that yeah. would feel good to have. I don't think he would want. I don't. What would you say, Dylan? Uh, the same thing you for coming on to this podcast, Ryan. Damn. <laughs> would you ask him why the caretaker had a flip phone in the movie? Did he really? She. Yeah. Oh, like the girl that. Like, and it was like a flip I, phone. He like, like took this and then flipped this up. Yeah, it wasn't a new flip phone. It was. Well, it's also like. It was a Motorola Razor. What year was it supposed to be? Because she yeah. was going around with a photograph of that and like having seen it. I guess that's true. But there are also like if you look at the map they were carrying it like wasn't like land. It looked just like a bunch of islands. Yeah, it's the Outer Banks. Okay. You ever watch that show? His no. hat was out yeah, that show sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I I mean it left on a cliffhanger and I don't I know wondered America. what happened but his hat was for Outer Banks. And his hat, I'm pretty sure, was his brother's hat because it's so Super. beat up and shitty that you're like why... Yeah. Would you wear that? Well, I think it fit the character. Well, he killed his brother, so of course <laughs> well, you have to steal from a dead yeah, man. Yeah, he also could have been dead himself, but, you know. Shia LaBeouf was dead the whole time. He Bruce Willis. Jesus. Got fired and was like, I'll keep working. But he, he didn't even get fired for being a bad employee. He got fired for being a sneaky thief. Yeah, that's true. Really? Shia's just an well, asshole. He, he just guy. has a soft spot for somebody that has it worse off than him. Yeah, and, you know, doesn't even, because there's kind of a reason, because he just agrees to it. He abandons him. He abandons Zach intentionally. And yeah, in the beginning of the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then, then realizes he does something wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, well, no, okay, so, number one, as soon as that guy talks about the roadblock, he's like, oh, I, I left something back there. It's like, what the fuck did you leave? You have a backpack and a gun. <laughs> you didn't leave shit. Number one, that guy should have been suspicious. Number two, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm just like, derailing everything, but that lady, how the fuck did she find them? They're on a random island after getting drunk and, like, coming up with peanut butter falcon. She finds them. How the fuck did she find them? And then within five minutes, she's just like, I'm not going on your boat. And then it's just like, I guess I'm going on your boat. Yeah, they just, like, hit that rope swing. And then the dudes looking for them find them also. Like, how does everyone find each other? There's a candy trail there. It was definitely never explained. Especially how those dudes just know to go to that random fucking wrestling match out in the woods. Oh, that no, dude, the dude called. That dude's there. So, the, uh, when they, before right, he right, sets so the bigger guy. Like one of their homes. Yeah. Okay, the guy that said, lay hands up. on him. Yeah. Right. He calls yeah, and just like, guy the yeah, they're at a yeah. goddamn thing here in Abilene. Or whatever it's called. Is, are we supposed to just accept, though, that that guy, like, Crawdaddy and Rap Dog, or they, like... They hit him with a tire iron. So they hit him with a tire iron. But are we supposed to just accept that those guys have so many far-reaching friends that are ready to call? It's not even far-reaching Also, why was that guy there? Well, that's the thing is, you're actually getting into a personal level with that guy because you're just like, oh, he shrimps, but he loves wrestling. And (laughs) he's willing to travel as far as he can to see a good old-fashioned ten-person wrestling match. (laughs) Well, I mean, it probably only took him 20 minutes in the car versus, like, four days on a raft. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair, yeah. That is a very good Because <laughs> she does say, how long is that? That's about a day or two. <laughs> Meanwhile, those guys are just walking at a fucking <laughs> ten times faster pace. Brutal. So, how would you guys rate, um, Peanut Butter Falcon? What's the scale? Um, That's actually a callback to the movie. 
the people who can't see, Dan was measuring uh, with his fingers. Not very big. <laughs> For those of you listening, Dylan has not gotten uh, halfway through his ice. I am not. You are a lying bitch, dude. That thing, <laughs> that thing tapers. That thing tapers. I have to drive home is the is the bitchiest excuse for an ice. I have a fucking point oh three BAC. I'll go to jail over a smear knob. You know how embarrassing that was. <laughs> you know who else went to jail? Jake the fucking. To be fair, I already got my first DUI and I was blasting Counting Crows. So I don't need two embarrassing. Yeah, DUIs. that is literally the saddest DUI. I would love if the cop just came up and was like, ah, never mind. Well, you know what? You know what really had me is my window didn't work, so I had to open the door. <laughs> and so he immediately was like, all right. And he was 24. He was younger than me. Did you call him a nerd at any point? You know what was unfair is like, <laughs> so they, in the police report, made me sound like a drunk idiot. And they were like, he just kept asking us if we'd seen any good movies lately. <laughs> but to my defense, uh, I did ask several times. They wouldn't answer me. Yeah. So it's like he just kept asking us the question. Yeah, well, answer the question. <laughs> and then I would fucking stop. When I I got a concussion when I was like, I got a DUI that I ended up getting out of, but I had to ride my bike to work all the time, and my parents live on a big hill. And this asshole cut me off, and I ended up fucking hitting the back of his bumper and like getting knocked out and the first thing I remember is like trying to get up my whole left side didn't work and I just collapsed and it sucked but the next thing I remember is the EMTs loading me into the ambulance but trying to get me on the gurney and I remember specifically being like be careful I'm heavy <laughs> it is were they strong EMTs I don't know I just kept asking them in the back just just tell me if I'm gonna die, you have to tell me. Like you have to just tell me. If not, it's a trap. It's so funny to be fucked up and have people sick of you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna die. I wish you would. Yeah. You know the worst bicycle thing, accident type thing I ever had was I was riding my bike and I hit a speed bump and it kicked my uh, tire to the right, and so then I fell and just jammed my stomach into the handle. Oh. <laughs> it's just like. Oh yeah, I've been more hurt. I've I've only been knocked out on a bicycle. I've skated since I was like fucking eight, and I've never been knocked out. But bicycling took me down. Carl, have you ever been knocked out? Uh, not that I can remember. But I once had a uh, claw of a hammer go through the back of my head. Jesus, younger. Yeah, dude. So uh, I was living on um, Mulberry. I don't know, man. I was just like, my neighbors were like chopping down a tree with uh, a hammer using the claw and like, you know, the other end or whatever. Wait. And I walked. Wait. Difficult. Yeah, no, they were smashing a tree with a hammer. (laughs) And uh, I walked behind him as he swung back. Yeah. The claw clocked me in the head, dude. Like, both of them. I had 10 staples. Holy yeah, when I shave my hair, dude. Did it stick in? 
Nah, dude, it was just like a, like a fucking cracked yeah, cracked me. And what like, size was the Slipknot shirts they were wearing? <laughs> uh, I believe it was Jenko. And Echo. Jenko jeans and Echo shirts. That's the fucking most Pearl Street thing I've ever heard of. This is Mulberry, dude. Uh, this is before I was breaking the fence to go hang out with Nick. I'm sorry, bro. Bugs Life. I, I, I'm not shitting 
They're grasshoppers, bro. Yeah, he plays like the mean grasshopper. I don't have any strong feelings one way or another. He ripped off. Yeah. Remember when uh, I was talking to Ray about this? This is actually what I recorded. This conversation about now. We recorded the other day. Did you see that video? Remember when Joe Rogan like uh, confronted Carlos Santana? Yeah, on stage. That was crazy. Yeah. I've never even like considered like I was young enough to never even think like, oh, if you're a famous comedian, you couldn't steal a joke and get caught. And then, like, seeing someone who got as famous as him yep. get called out by someone else. And that was before Joe had, like, a rep to him, too. Yeah, that Like, that literally, he's talking about it. Up. It cost him spots. It, yeah. like, cost him venues, too. Yeah, because Carlos was blowing up. He had the Mencia project or whatever the fuck Mind it was called. Mind of Mencia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fuck he that. had that whole thing. And he's not even Mexican. Louis C.K. is Mexican. That dude really? was born in America. Yeah, 100%. His name is, like, Dean or something fucking weird fucking like that. Yeah, 100%. His real name, it's, point, like, edit this whole part out because I don't know, but his real name is, like, Dean or, like, some you shit like that. It. Yeah, Google it. Pick that up, Jamie. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad thing, too. Uh, his real name is Ned Holman. Yeah, exactly. His real name's Ned, dude. Dean was giving him too he much was, credit. He was born in Honduras, though. Yes, we ain't Mexican. He's certainly not Mexican. Uh, but he wasn't great, and I didn't care for him. No, he's George a George Lopez shit. is cool, though. I like George Lopez. He hired Howard, Howard Kramer. Shout out Howard Kramer. Who's Howard Kramer? Yeah, he's a good We're getting off on too many tangents, I feel now. Well, I think, is there, is there anything else we should cover about these? I feel like we didn't cover things. <laughs> 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 but I'm, I'm alive for it, and I'm here for it. And I love every second of what's happened here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I literally took notes the entire time because I, I wanted to feel prepared. Saltwater Redneck is a sweet name. Saltwater Redneck is definitely a sweet name. Um, Punch the Kid in the Face, The Hornet's Nest, What's Number One, Party, The Red Hat is from his brother, Drunk Driving, he killed his brother. I do Was it his brother, though? Yeah, 100%. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking... Uh, away from this movie differently than other people did. I'm 90% sure that his older brother died at his hands because his older brother was showing him the party ways and they ended up dying. Or they were just out, like, having a good night, you know? But it, it cuts back three times in the movie. Yeah. Maybe it is just a good friend, but yeah. I took it as a brother. But it's interesting you say that because now I don't know why I took it as Absolutely a brother. Absolutely his brother. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a fool. Um, also, Shia's dumb resourceful throughout this whole thing. Knows how to start fires. Yep. Saves that kid from the shrimp boat. Like, ties that fucking thing. Blows up the little mattress thing. Oh, yeah, and fucking drags him across. You know, too, I think it's interesting that I feel like you learn that stuff. I don't even know if it's true. I feel like you learn that stuff living in that area. Because I was just so ready to believe that that was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he just yeah. Why would he? But uh, there's no reason. It would be so funny to remake this movie in Claremont and just like <laughs> just have to cross washing the street <laughs> and you just like have someone tied to your fucking back. <laughs> Actually, funny story. Uh, Nick Howard was drinking beers one time in the movie theater with Lauren Howard there, and they caught him 
and chased him out of the movie theater with Lauren. And Nick left Lauren on one side of a small river and swam to the other side of a small river to the point that the ushers were being like, oh, you just leave your little brother here? You're a coward. You're going to leave a child behind. They're just belittling him. He's giving up. Is this the brook behind the movie theater? Yeah. He swam across it and he literally... They literally resorted to hurting his feelings <laughs> into getting him back there. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I, I had a show one time at the Moose, and they served beer there, and Nick just brought a cooler of Coors Light in there. <laughs> like, like a Coleman, like, big cooler. Like, um, I will say that Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, if I called one of my friends that, they'd probably want to fight. <laughs> he was having a good like the whole trip was good until he's just like you know like, they get there and obviously Saltwater realized he never had a bad time no he never had a bad time time until he like uh, when Saltwater shows up dude like obviously he felt something there he's just yo like, shut you know, up like, Saltwater gotta do this and it shut up, comes Saltwater. ripping in the fucking drop top dude <laughs> fucking I really blasted. thought Shia was gonna have to fight some random dude that was just like you bring in bringing people around here but instead it's saltwater just being like this is in my blood i also feel like saltwater was supposed to be rowdy rowdy piper i don't know why but i kept thinking that the whole time do you remember uh they live no is that the one with the glasses yeah that john carpenter movie starring rowdy rowdy yeah If you look at one point, the guy's legs are here and his hands are back here. Yeah. <laughs> like, up like that. But uh, yeah, I love that they ended like I love that they ended it on like a uh, like a farcical note. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's just yeah. like this movie can't be done. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it is weird though how much like the movie builds up to that one moment and then the last ten minutes are just like, oh, you're gonna train, oh, you're gonna do this. All right, now you're in this. And it's just literally a throwaway line of like, you literally can't do that. Anyways, let's show you elbow. Yeah, that's like the whole thing. Yeah, and he literally does it, and he does have, and that's why when Carl watched it, I was like, you missed that. But when he went to pull him up after the shrimp boat incident, he like fucking yanked yeah, him, like almost up, yanked yeah. his arm out. Yeah. Uh, But, um, yeah, I don't think I really knew anything about it, just that I was excited for 
Shia LaBeouf movie. I mean, I think Shia LaBeouf as a human being is like a very good man. And like, I'm, I've only ever seen like a few movies. Yeah, well, like, it'll have to be another podcast. Then. Did you check out the tax collector? No. It's like, uh, oh, really? You got some flack for that one, too, because they said that he's, like, appropriating, like, Latinx culture, but I don't see what... He just talks like that, because he's from Southern California. Okay. But, um, I didn't realize, because uh, I don't remember, apparently, but John Bernthal plays his brother, and that is... Seems so intimidating, but I guess it's just like Shia LaBeouf is that impressive. Yeah, John He's he plays the Punisher in the Netflix show Punisher. He's his brother that he killed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was actually his brother. Yeah, it was his brother, played by John Bernthal. And I just looked, and he is wearing that. John Bernthal's character, Mark, is wearing that Outer Banks hat right now. Are we recording? Yeah, just quick. Uh, for the people listening at home, Dan just walked in wearing a Moo Moo bright pink neon uh, diabetic socks and a shower cap. And he's looking good as ever. I yep. was told to bring my Moo Moo home. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about uh, when the Eleanor, the caretaker, talks to... The caretaker. The and, uh, not even the caretaker. The director at the place. And, and he's talking about sending her to her... Falcon to like a like a drug institute or like someone for like you know drug addicts and stuff like that to like schedule the appointment for tomorrow and it's like man like that I think that, that was bullshit though it I think was. she was shitting him do you think she was shitting him because like she was her facial expression didn't seem like it but she was in a she was well not to interrupt you but she was in a position where what else could she say yeah like do you realize that uh, Tyler and Pete having fun, like, in the middle of a diner in fucking... Yeah, and she Southern said she's America. sitting right next yeah. But she's put in a position right off the bat where he's like, I don't want to report this. Like, you have to. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> so she knows that he's shady as fuck to begin with. Yeah. So I feel like she just says that to, like... I don't know. That's why I, I love open-endedness, but I hate it at the same time. What the fuck happens to the shitty-ass dudes that beat up Shia... What happens to the dude? Does Shia and the caretaker get married and then have him as the son? Well, they're a family, dude. Family first is what's written on the shotgun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Wait, even really? Know. Yeah, yeah. It says fam on the handle. It says family first. I never know. On the shotgun handle. That's a fun little Easter egg. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I'm texting my girl. But I think I think that whole conversation about like, oh, we're just gonna send him to this rehab center is a really good uh, acknowledgement to like what happens to people oh, when they don't have their own agency and then are lost in a system where yeah. they're just like, I don't care what happens to this person. Yeah, I they're just floating around the system. Him being there in the first place was like the point of that. Yeah. Even yeah. they admitted like, yeah, this isn't the place for him, but we don't know what the hell else to do. Which in reality is just like that. That probably happens every single day, every ten minutes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody that needs genuine help yeah. is just like, we'll put them in an old folks home. They have caretakers, and it's like, yeah, but not in the same vein. And thank God he had an engineer as a fucking roommate. Well, and that's how. Um, Shout out to my boy Carl. That's how like rehab facilities uh, in America are mostly like a bunch of them were founded by people who went to rehab facilities and were like. 
oh, this is just like a cash grab. Yeah. And then start their own and like don't give a shit. Plus, that guy, the engineer, played by Bruce Dern, I read that he was, he acted in a movie. He's familiar. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff, but he was also in a, so that girl that plays Eleanor, that actress, he was in a movie with her mom and her dad, two separate Um, movies, so he's acted with that whole family. He's snake. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Bruce Stern's really good. He's been in a ton of stuff. Thank Um, you for laughing at this. Yo, he was in the Hateful Eight, the Cowboys. Oh wait, no, I haven't seen Hateful Eight, but I would like to. Which fucking version, dude? Yeah, there's that like uh, the extended cut. There's like hour yeah, yeah, it's, it's like eight episodes. Road, yeah, like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, right. yeah, it's you gotta like be real, real interested in um in that dialogue. Um, if we're winding down, I I do have an exercise I think would be fun. Let's give it a shot to end it on. Yeah. All right, so each of us will pretend that we're Peanut Butter Falcon and you have to cut a promo for WWF. Like, um, uh, Andy Kaufman. Did you ever see those, like, heel promos? Yeah, he, him and the whole, uh, I mean, not to get, again, sidetracked, but the whole Andy and me documentary was so interesting to see, like, Andy and Jerry Lawler had an understanding, but Jim Carrey and yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lawler did Yeah, that not. scene where Jerry Lawler finally freaks out, was like, mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman was my fucking friend that was a bit, you idiot, like, stop being an asshole. Yeah, I'm honestly afraid to do it, but I brought it up, so I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the first one. Uh, you guys can have 20 seconds to think about what you would say. And, uh, 20 seconds to think about life. 20 seconds to think about your reputation and where an edit point is. Okay, are we ready? Are we on? Everything's rolling. Are you ready? I'm are, to bow to the master. Are you ready to rumble? Break it down. Alright, uh, somebody give me a countdown from five and uh, we'll, go, uh, we'll go full character. <sighs> this is a peanut butter falcon, buddy. You better be jelly because I'm about to match you. As far as I'm concerned, this sandwich has only got room for two. And actually, vacancies for one, so you're out. That's uh, me as Peanut Butter Falcon trying my best. Coming up short, I'd like to next go to Carl. I I don't know if I'm going to cut a promo. I'm just trying to help you out here. Oh, do you wait? Should I cut another promo and hear my Paul Bear and just like have random lines? Yeah, we'll just. Alright, so we're gonna cut another promo. Uh, this is gonna be the first promo. That first one was uh, a diatribe. Alright, Carl, are you ready to be my promotion guy? Okay, so Dylan, count us down from five. This is Peanut Butter Falcon with uh, Paul Bearer. Five, four, three, two. (sighs) This is the Falcon, and I'm flying overhead, brother. You better recognize me by the turds I drop because they're brown as fuck. And so is that peanut butter I'm laying upon your head. Just take it upon my dead enemy and soldier in truth. Uh, Bill, Bill Billingsley. 
What the fuck was that, dude? That's right. That's what you say when I shit on your head as the peanut butter falcon. You wondered if it was a sandwich, but it wasn't. It was only one half. The other part of the sandwich is an ass kicking. I'll see you next Tuesday. I'm not down with this segment. Coming up next on WBOZ is <laughs> Coltrane. Coltrane. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you swing and you miss. <laughs> well, I think we've covered everything <laughs> for the Peanut Butter Falcon. I want to thank Dan and Carl. They came down from Harvard University. Uh, they are the resident Shia LaBeouf experts. So thank you guys for coming on to the podcast. Thank um, you for having us. We got another episode coming up next week. I don't know who it's going to be or what it's about, but Not we'll have good. some more. I don't think anyone... Any uh, actually, next week, uh, we're just going to be watching wrestling. So, it's just going to be a, a wrestling podcast to follow up with Pete you know, and Falcon. Uh, stay tuned. See what happens next. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, if it's time for plugs, I'd like to plug uh, a podcast Carl and I thought about today called What Are You Doing Here? Uh, it'll, it'll be released uh, sometime soon. As far as I'm concerned, it's an intrusion, and so are you. I'd like to pu- plug uh, Getting Buff, the name of this podcast. Um, it's a bu- it's a podcast about Shia LaBeouf. You may have noticed listening today to Getting Buff. I'd like to promote Getting Scruff. It is a man's guide to five o'clock shadows. <laughs> uh, I'd like to promote. My dog Althea, if you're ever depressed, just stare at her. She'll make you happy. Oh, I want to promote Cooking with Carl on oh, Instagram. Yeah. What day do you do that? Uh, Cooking with Carl is every Sunday. There's no time. It's just when I'm hungry. So Tune in. You got your phone on you. You'll see him go live and yeah. you'll click on that. Uh, at not Carl on Instagram. Uh, yes. I'd like to shout out uh, Sharon Gilbert. We're never telling that murder scenario. Hell of a mother, hell of a brother. As far as I'm concerned, we'll never be away from each other. Shout out Sharon Gilbert. Dylan, thanks for having us. Uh, uh, one more shout out. Uh, long story short, uh, always, Doesn't exist always, always forgotten, never missed. Uh, wow. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. So if you're Shia LaBeouf, if you're if you happen to be Shia LaBeouf and you're listening to this, please come on the show, uh, get a hold of me, and we'll have you come hang out. Um, you can stay on our futon. Shout out Shia LaBeouf. Shout out Shia LaBeouf. You ever been on the East Coast? We live in a house seven deep, so get here, buddy. Come on over. Um, all right, well that's the show. Thank you guys. All right, so uh, to keep the show not ending. <laughs> Shout out Carl, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> shout out <laughs> shout out Dylan. Alright, I guess that's it, right? Alright, thank you. Shout out Dan. Alright, thanks for listening. Adios. Shout out listeners. <laughs>